Keep My Amazon is a service I've been using for about two or three weeks now. And it's very interesting. So it started as Amazon would control your smart door lock and they would open your front door, deliver your packages inside your front door and then close the door and lock it. A lot of people said that was a little too creepy for them. And they started doing delivery into the trunk of your car. So if you had a car with a remote control that could unlock the trunk, they could deliver your packages directly into your trunk, close your trunk and have them safe there. Some people thought that was creepy, too, and that it might encourage people to break into your trunk if they witnessed the delivery. And so now what they've added is something called Key by Amazon in garage delivery. So if I place an order on Amazon during checkout, I can select them to just deliver it like normal or to deliver it into my garage. And what happens is they use your smart garage. You get an alert when they're about to show up. You get an alert when they show up. You get an alert when they open your garage. You can watch the delivery happen. You have to use an Amazon cloud cam so everything is recorded. They place the packages in your garage and then they stand there and wait until your garage door closes before walking away and leaving. Welcome to Geared Up, brought to you by National Car Rental. I'm Andrew Edwards, and my co-host, John Rettinger, is enjoying a relaxing holiday with his lovely wife. The first holiday that he's ever taken since his kids have been born. He is in Maui, Hawaii, for the Snapdragon Summit. So, in his place, I brought in two heavy hitters. Let me introduce them to you. First, my good friend. Kevin the Tech Ninja, how you doing? Hey, doing pretty well. It, it's funny how it takes two people to replace John Rettinger, but I'm totally okay it's with true. that. I'm totally okay with that. I don't even know if you guys are going to succeed at replacing this man. <laughs> I mean, he, he's, a, he's a legend. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, Kevin, if you're unfamiliar, has a YouTube channel. He does tech reviews as well. Kevin the Tech Ninja, give that a search. And then we also have another man, myth legend in the house. <laughs> Dan Barbera of CLE Tech. How you doing, Dan? Oh, no. We dropped that a long time ago. And notice how I dropped the we in there. No, that's it's just true. My, the channel's just my name. And then that's really not John anyway. So I'm not trying I'm to say try more poorly, but Dan is also the main face and host behind the Mac Rumors YouTube channel. So if you've seen the Mac Rumors YouTube channel, that's Dan's pretty eyes you've been seeing over there. <laughs> and uh, he is stepping in with Kevin this week. Geared Up is your weekly look at the world of consumer electronics and gadgets. And today we have several topics to get into. Let's just jump in, guys. Let's talk about um, actually, let's tell people the reason you guys are hosting is because we have a very active three person group chat that goes in iMessage pretty much all day, every day. Yeah, absolutely. That is that is true. It's uh, when it's not me being made fun of by you two. It's pretty tech heavy. <laughs> trying to make us sound like bullies. <laughs> Ow. It's play, playful razzing. I give it back. So one of the main topics in our group chat over the past week or so has been tech bags. Yes. And the reason it's come up is because Kevin is someone who does not like to have or appear to own anything that anyone else owns. So, for example... Kevin hates the fact that other people own iPhones. He just wanted, he wants to be the only one with an iPhone. Everyone else should have something else. But when it comes to bags, we all own these peak design backpacks. They're travel backpacks that are great if you carry cameras around. If you go to any of these tech events that we typically frequent, you'll see these bags all over the place. And so Kevin is like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. Is that, is that fair to say? That's extremely fair to say. Yeah. I mean, it's a great bag. So don't get me wrong. Like, I really do love the bag. 
But over the that's why so many people have yeah, it. Yeah, I know. And then over the past, I would say year or so, anytime I go to a tech event, everyone has the exact same bag. And I kind of feel like I'm fitting into like a mode or a stereotype of a, you know, a tech influencer or, or what have you. And like, that's not my thing. Like, I really try to beat to my own drum. And then when I see everyone doing the mm-hmm. same thing, like it's my my obligation to kind of slide out of that and not and not follow that mode. And, it's your obligation. and yeah, to me, it's just that's just who I am. I'm sort of just a free spirit and I just want to be unique. And sometimes. OK, now hold on. <laughs> yeah. Dan, do you also Dude. have this bag i assume you do i do and i just i get it in one sense is that when we all put our bags down you could accidentally pick up somebody else's bag oh very easily very easily but other than that i think it's a little crazy if it's a good bag who cares if everybody has it that means it's a good product now peak design did just release a whole new lineup of bags they released a version two of the bag that we all have plus several other design so when you're looking at bags right now tech bags in particular kevin are you even considering any of these newer bags from the same company or are you just like jumping out completely well sadly enough i i did watch i would say probably three hours of bag tech review like bag re- bag reviews yeah I'm, I'm pretty versed in the bag game now you know, the bag bag reviews were a thing dude they're a huge thing yeah it's a thing but anyways yeah version two just got released so the main bag that we use the backpack mm-hmm. version two of it looks almost the same except for they they made some minor cosmetic changes and like the type of zipper it uses and all those things but it's still the same bag like it looks like the exact same bag and they also have like an everyday bag which is fine and i would consider that but everyday bags are not really made for the tech first people like i want to have lenses mm. and cameras i don't need a spot for my shoes and deodorant you know what i mean so um <laughs> i'm really stuck here and, and i've been trying really hard to find a better bag than what i currently have and, and honestly i'm i'm striking out so peak design really has Develop the bag that we need is what you're saying. It sounds like what you're saying. Well, for me and my needs and what I need in sort of a camera bag, book bag that is aesthetically pleasing, built well, and to carry all of my crap. Yes, they actually have a really, really nice bag. And I haven't found one that pretty much checked all the boxes like the Peak Design bag is doing, unfortunately. <laughs> what are your boxes, Kevin? Oh, good question. What are your boxes? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, number one, it has to be stylish. Like, I don't want to. You know, I want to feel nice in the bag. I want to feel like someone, you know, I want to feel cool. Like when I walk in a room, I want people to, you know, question who I am. And I want people to really know what is nice about this bag. Number two. I need to interject here for a second. Before number two. Yeah. Kevin liked his bag so much that about three months ago at a Samsung event, he asked me to take multiple pictures of him while he was posing with the bag over his shoulder (laughs) because he wanted to share this on social media. Look how good I look with this was, bag. Was it the peak design? A couple months bag? later, he's like, I can't wear this anymore. Yes, it was a peak design bag. Was it, was it before everybody started doing it? Yeah, I, I think my picture is the reason everyone got one, to be quite honest. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that sounds right. Yeah. So of course it has to look good, right? Number two, it has to be camera focused first, right? I don't want a bag okay. where I can fit my camera gear in it. I want a bag that's made to hold my camera gear. And number three, kind of on the camera gear thing, I need to be able to hold a tripod. And a lot of these bags don't have the ability to hold a tripod. Mm. And the Peak Design bag has these extra straps, right? You've seen it, Drew, where I put the tripod yeah. in and then I can use these little straps to kind of strap up the bag in there. And number four, I need the bag to be extremely comfortable to be able to l- hold it for a long time, have the chest or waist strap just for you know long commutes, long carries. And of course, I carry a lot of stuff in it. So I need something that's not going to injure me. I don't want my bag to injure me. That's true. <laughs> yeah. 
So right. yeah, that's my list. <laughs> so that's my list. <laughs> that's my list. So it sounds like you just need the new Peak Design bag. <laughs> that's really is what it sounds like. Yeah, I need a collaboration. I do a collaboration for one bag from Peak Design to make them a bag just for me. Uh, question though, question. Can I ask you this? Yeah. The original Peak Design bag came in two colors mm-hmm. that almost looked very similar to it. It was basically like a light gray or a dark yeah. gray. The new ones, they have the light gray, they have the dark gray. Those two grays are a little bit different shade now, but they also have like a light beige and a midnight black. Yes. That's the best one right there. Wait, they have a black and they have a midnight blue. So with that information, does that make you feel better about a purchase knowing that I'm assuming most people who have this bag aren't going to upgrade to a new bag? People don't upgrade their bags like they upgrade their phones. So most people are going to have a gray bag. Would you go for midnight black or blue and then feel that you no longer fit in with everybody else? I was actually looking to get rid of my bag and get the midnight black because they actually made the midnight black for the version one of the bag. I saw someone wearing it and I was like, hey, that's the peak design. He said, yeah. I said, yeah, I I like that color a lot. It Mm. was actually a soldier knows best. Shout out. Yeah. You know, so I'm not I'm not sure because I just have a feeling that if I get that bag, other people are just going to notice it and start getting the bag too, because it's just, I don't know, man. It's, because of you. <laughs> to, to be honest, yes. All because of me. He said, if <laughs> I get that bag, other people are going to notice it and get the bag. That's just the, oh, way. That's the whole, that's the whole point of what you do. No. You, it's like, true. It's called you make videos to recommend products for other people. That is true. But, so that if you true. recommend them and everybody buys them, you're doing your job successfully. But if I you ne- really like them. I have never made a video about the bag because I want the bag to be mine, though. Mm. Well, it's kind of, kind of my little secret. Peak Design would be failing as a company if you were the only person that bought it. True that. True that. But I, I actually <laughs> just received the entire new lineup, version two lineup today. Peak Design sent it over unexpectedly. So I'll be I'll be doing a video <laughs> on this. I'll just and use it. Kevin as won't a, be getting it. Nope. That's true. That's true. Um, let's move on. All wait, right. can, what? You, you have some? Wait, go ahead. Dan. No, I was just going to say, you, you should tell him the other reason why you don't like that Manfrotto bag that I sent you. Oh, because- <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> so so Dan sent me a, a photo of a, like a bag and I was going through the pictures. It's a great bag, by the way. It's, a, it, it, okay. uh, it's estimatable. So there's a bag that he sent right. me that supposedly is great. And in the picture, there's a guy holding the bag and the way he's posing. I don't want to be seen <laughs> as that guy posing with that bag in that picture. Like just not from, from the outside looking in. I don't like the way it looks on him because he's posing funny. And I never want to be caught in that compromising pose holding that bag. So. So, I don't think once you put the bag on, it just makes you pose like that all so of a sudden. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like it's got some powers to make you do that. Maybe that's the most comfortable pose. Who knows? Maybe. I don't Probably know. is. All right. I mean, you taught me about the best pose for taking photos. Yes. That to be like statuesque, like the, the statue of David or whatever. Yeah. Michelangelo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's weird. It's a weird pose, but it, it looks it looks good in pictures. Yeah, Ralph Lauren Polo, they always use it. It's called the contrapostal pose. I learned that. That's the only thing I ever learned in college, the history of art class that I took. I learned about that specific <laughs> pose that Ralph Lauren Polo still can uses can today. Can you spell that for me? Nope. Contra- <laughs> Dan's like, I need to get I wanna this know, down. I, I want to know what this looks like. I'm trying to look it up. It's the contrapostal pose. Yeah. You, Contra it's, what? it's kind of the, the one arm bent looking over the shoulder and the knee slightly bent as well. Ralph Lauren Polo uses oh. it all the time. So. Well, I forgot about the knee. The knee yeah, the, the knee has to be bent too. So Got to get the knee in there. All right. Let's move on to the next topic though real quick. Black Friday. Yep. Cyber Monday, Cyber Week. Yep. You guys do any any shopping for yourselves, for your loved ones? Lately, I've actually been laying low key on, on Black Friday, Cyber Monday. I usually make one purchase every year. And this purchase was for me. It was a new monitor. 
I know we'll okay. I know we'll touch on that a little bit later, but I, I bought a new monitor that was actually four hundred dollars off. So I wasn't actively looking for it, but it kind of popped up in my feed. But Not you know, bad. most of the year, I you know during the year, if I if I kind of want something, I just you know just end up getting it eventually. I end up buying right, it ahead right, of time. Right. I don't really wait for the deals. So yeah, I just, just kind of lay low. I actually bought a new camera. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. So. Yeah. A new camera is a major deal for, that for is what we deal. do, especially when you're switching over from one platform yeah. to another platform. Which is a terrible idea when you're super heavily invested. But what'd you do, though? Tell us about it. Dan. So I've been using Sony for a few years, started with like the 6300, went to the 65 and then, of course, did the a7 III, which is an amazing camera. Nothing mm-hmm. against the camera at all. It's great. And I'm still not even 100 percent sold that I'm going to like actually keep the I went to the Canon EOS R. You know, the biggest complaints about that camera being that it has a big crop and, you know, it's full frame, but it's not the Super 35. So it's just, I don't know. I wanted to make the switch. There's a lot of lenses that I've been wanting to get that, you know, are really good on Canon. It's just, I wanted to try it out. And the color science was the big thing to me. I just, I didn't like the way my skin tones always looked. It took a lot of like color correction and all that just to make it look decent on Sony. And I wanted to try this out. But, you know, when you only have one lens that came with the camera at first and it's like <laughs> another $3,000 to pick up another lens, it just, it's kind of makes what it What lens wanna... are you using that's $3,000? Okay. So, you know, if you get like the Holy Trinity, they call it like the 16 to 35, which I believe on the EOS R, it takes a certain adapter or it takes a certain lens, which is the RF lenses instead of EF so you have to get either you can do that or you can go with EF lenses, but I'd want to go native. So it's like twenty nine hundred dollars or something like that for the okay. 15 for the twenty four to seventy and the fifteen to thirty five is like twenty four hundred dollars. So after tax, I mean, you're getting pretty close. Sure. Um, I, I got you. And those would be the only two lenses that I'd want. They, it comes with a pretty the kit lens is amazing. It's a twenty four to one oh five. Now, would you sell the older camera and older lenses to help? offset or oh, would yeah, you of hope course. to like keep okay no i'm so not, not trying to keep everything no I, at that point if i'm gonna go if i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it right and i'm just gonna switch fully what was the deal you got on this camera though that convinced you to give this a shot on black friday i believe it was like 39.99 for the lens and the camera cut down to 26 so oh uh, i was like yeah i mean with the lens the lens is already a thousand dollars in itself so basically you get the body for sixteen ninety nine. That's cheaper than what the Sony A seven three would be. So not bad. Yeah, I just saw the price and I'm like, you know what? At that point, I'll try it out. It's the holiday, so all the return periods are super extended. So I have like an extended time period to try everything out. That's Figured true. That, that's a good tip, by the way. <laughs> Anybody that's trying to buy something, whether it's a gift or something for yourself, right now, all of the return periods are like super extended through mid January. So. Yeah. For example, Apple's return period is usually 14 days. But if you buy something from Apple today, you have until you basically have six weeks before your return period ends. I don't really do much for Black Friday. I usually try to get the gift cards that go on sale. For example, I got like a bunch of Apple gift cards for $25 off. Not That's Apple gift cards, but like the, the, the iTunes the, ones, the Apple store, yeah, the iTunes ones, because yeah. I like Apple charges me for Apple Music and WWE Network you know, several, several things, Apple Arcade. So I have all these things. My HBO subscription is through there. So I basically see it as if I get all these cards at 25% off, I'm paying 25% less for all these services that they're just going to charge me for going That's a good forward. idea. I've never so, thought of that. Absolutely. I'm all about that. Let me save that long-term cash. So wait, all what right. do they call them then? Because it's not iTunes anymore. And it's not an Apple card. because that or the, It's App Store. It's an, it's an App, App Store. Store. That's what I, okay. Yeah. App Store gift card. 
So yeah, that's another tip. If you use any service that Apple can charge you for, then it makes sense to let Apple charge you for it and apply discounted gift cards for it. So rather than paying for HBO directly for 15 bucks a month, Apple charges me the 15, but I get 25% off by doing the gift card thing. And even when I don't have any gift card balance, I have my Apple card paying for it. So I still get 3% off on top of everything else. Look at you being a saver. Nice. Hey, that's how wealth has grown. (laughs) All right. Up next, after the break, we're going to be talking about a new service that I've been using. Some people think it's creepy. Some people think it's cool. I'll tell you what I think coming up on Geared Up. Welcome back to Geared Up, brought to you by National Car Rental. I'm Andrew Edwards, and it is now time for the National Car Rental Story of the Week. As you know, Geared Up is sponsored by National Car Rental. And if you don't know, I also do a show with National Car Rental on YouTube called Technically Speaking, where I bring you the latest, my picks for the best tech for business travel. Whether you're business traveling or even whether you're going for leisure travel, there's a lot of tech out there that can make your travel more efficient or even more fun. You can check these episodes out at the nationalcar.com control center or go to youtube.com slash nationalcarrent. The latest tech puts you in the driver's seat. National Car Rentals Emerald Club will keep you there. Big thank you again to National Car Rental for sponsoring Geared Up. And now it's time for the National Car Rental story of the week. And it is Key by Amazon. Key by Amazon is a service I've been using for about two or three weeks now. And it's very interesting. So it started as Amazon would control your smart door lock and they would open your front door, deliver your packages inside your front door, and then close the door and lock it. A lot of people said that was a little too creepy for them, and they started doing delivery into the trunk of your car. So if you had a car with a remote control that could unlock the trunk, they could deliver your packages directly into your trunk, close your trunk, and have them safe there. Some people thought that was creepy too, and that it might encourage people to break into your trunk if they witnessed the delivery. So now what they've added is something called Key by Amazon in-garage delivery. So if I place an order on Amazon, during checkout, I can select them to just deliver it like normal or to deliver it into my garage. And what happens is they use your smart garage. You get an alert when they're about to show up. You get an alert when they show up. You get an alert when they open your garage. You can watch the delivery happen. You have to use an Amazon cloud cam so everything is recorded. They place the packages in your garage and then they stand there and wait until your garage door closes before walking away and leaving. So this means here in the Seattle area, I'm not getting packages rained on. If I'm out of town, nothing's getting left on my front door. The other day I had to ask my neighbor to grab three packages from my front door that weren't delivered by Amazon because they were just chilling out there, one of which was a super expensive soundbar. What do you guys think of this? I actually like this a lot. I wish I could just have every company, FedEx, UPS, whatever, deliver inside my garage. Creepy to you? Sound good? What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I mean, I totally get the need for it. And I like the idea with the cameras. You know, you have to have a camera for it to work. So, there, you know, there's 100% yeah. transparency. But I still do not like the fact of people being in my garage who I don't know. I mean, just seeing some of the Amazon drivers, the way they treat my packages already, I just don't particularly <laughs> care for these people. Um, the way they yeah. the way they use my package as a soccer ball as they proceed to kick it onto my porch. No, wait, do you mean the Amazon particular drivers or you mean like UPS or FedEx? I mean the Amazon particular the drivers. The Amazon, Amazon in, in, in particular. Okay. It feels like they have less respect for my products than a UPS or FedEx type of person. From what I'm seeing in my area, like I, a lot of things are getting thrown to my porch. 
you know, one thing that happens a lot is when they put something very like a, like a little envelope, they put it on my porch and yeah. then it flies away because of the wind. And it, <laughs> it, it feels like you should put something on top of it or they'll put a box down and then put that on top and then it flies away. So no, I really don't like that idea at all. And then even then they can see inside my garage, they can see the type of car I have, they can see all that stuff. And, you know, I'm just not comfortable with that. I mean, I'm in a situation where, you know, you deliver to my porch, my porch is covered. I could then go and get it. Or you can use the Amazon locker, which I think is a better solution, especially if you think you're going to be out of town or you're not comfortable with your stuff being on your porch while you're not home. Right. Amazon Locker is where they'll deliver your packages to like a, like a store, yeah, right? It's like yeah, store. The lockers are in like a store nearby and then they'll put them in a locker and you just go to the store and pick up your packages. Yeah, yeah. You essentially, they send you a pin code. You type the pin code in and once you do that, it opens up the locker that has your stuff in it and you can leave it in there for, I forgot, up to 72 hours or I forget exactly how long. But so if you're out of town, you get it delivered to a locker. You have the pin code, you type it in, yeah. you just get your stuff and go. Those lockers aren't that big though, right? No, they're not big, but they do have like a bulk section at the bottom too, just depending on what you're getting and and what slot you'll be in. Yeah. So I don't know if I missed you saying this, Andrew. Did you say that you have to give them your garage code, obviously, right? No. So what you do is um, it only works currently with Chamberlain MyQ Garage. So So what it does is you download the Amazon key app, the key by Amazon app. And then during setup, it does one of those things where kind of like when you log in with Facebook, where like the app that you're logging into Facebook with doesn't get your Facebook password. Facebook just says it's okay for them to log in. So it uses your your Chamberlain garage credential, but Amazon doesn't get your credential. So basically they have a version of the app, which you can revoke at any time that lets them use the MyQ service to open your garage. Do you know if the driver itself, like, does that get removed from them or can that driver in theory come back later on that day and just use the same thing to open it up again so the way it works is the drivers they get your address obviously to to make the delivery when they pull up to your house their driver app their amazon you know the app on their side okay just gives them the ability to open and close the garage and to take a photo of the delivery sitting in your garage so basically what they do is they scan the package They open your garage, they take a picture of the delivery sitting there, and they close the garage. And once the garage is closed, your delivery is done, so they can't access your garage again. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, they're done until, you know, until you place another order. It's a good idea. It makes sense. I get it. Like, you know, the concerns of people being worried about, you know, oh, they can see my garage and they can steal stuff in there. And it's like, I mean, they know they're being recorded. There's a camera there. I have all the proof I need. At worst, it's an inconvenience for me to file a police report and get the money back in insurance. But I mean, I would imagine that 95% of those people aren't going to take any of your stuff when they blatantly know they're being recorded and they're going to lose right. their job and, and and probably, you know, be charged with something. So, I mean, it makes sense. I don't want my stuff being rained on. My delivery drivers are actually kind of nice with the envelopes. They put it in between our like glass door and the door itself, like the screen door. So mm-hmm. it doesn't fly away. Oh, so that's sorry, nice. Sorry, Kevin, about your luck. But... <laughs> No, I like it. Like, I like the fact that even when I'm home, because obviously when I'm not traveling, I work out of, you know, out of my home. And just yesterday, for example, I was shooting a video and the doorbell rang twice for deliveries and I have dogs in my house. So the dogs go crazy. I'm in the middle of shooting something. I have to like recompose. And when it's an Amazon delivery, I can be recording a video and it's just in my garage. I don't get interrupted. There's no doorbell ringing. There's no knocking. Everything stays quiet. Obviously, that's a, that's a very uh, unique 
use case, I guess. Not everybody's trying to record videos um, yeah. in their well, home all day. Well, like my wife puts the kids down to sleep at, you know, in the right. afternoon and people deliver. I get texts constantly from her about how upset she's like, this package better be worth it because they just, you know, woke up the kids. <laughs> So like I I get it you know it's a quite you're a only way. allowed to get deliveries that are worth it. Well you know we have a nest Otherwise we have one of those nest doorbells so just put on nap time or whatever the feature is so it doesn't ring but you know I get it it's it's a cool feature. Kevin seems unimpressed. I don't know I just don't trust people and not right then and there <laughs> when they're on camera but them having more information about the layout of my house sure. they can see they can go in my garage and see there's a door on the inside you know they can see the different type you know whatever car i have i mean they can't go in your garage they cannot step inside the garage okay but once the garage opens they can then look though they can then see they can certainly yeah. look and I, yes. I just personally i feel more comfortable with a package being on my porch than someone opening my garage personally and 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 that could be my situation you know that the neighborhood i live in For i don't sure. worry about people taking packages I'm sure if I lived in a situation where there's more houses nearby or closer houses and I just don't feel comfortable with things sitting on my porch. Yeah, I get it. But I just think for me, I just don't think it's That's a great true. option for me personally. Yeah. I live in one of those communities where like my neighbor, if I leave my front door, I can be at my neighbor's front door in like 10 seconds, maybe. And I can go across the street to another neighbor's door in like 50. So everybody's close over here. It's not like everything's spread out. I have one of those setups where like if you're going to pass my house, you have to like go down this street specifically to go to somebody's house. There's no reason to like pass my house whatsoever because it's just wow. one street off a of main road. But like my old house, we had a detached garage. So this would actually be great for that because, you know, then they're just getting mm-hmm. into my garage, but they can't get into my house. Yeah, right. Yeah, right, definitely. right. That makes sense. Well, key by Amazon. Check it out on Amazon.com. Just search for Amazon key, K-E-Y. And you can learn more there. Next topic we want to talk about desk setups. And what I mean by desk setups is the things that we have on our desks that we work with to make our content. Because I know Kevin has been rearranging some stuff. I know, Dan, you've been doing the same thing. I'm waiting for the new Mac Pro to drop. New Mac Pro, new Pro Display XDR. That's going to be when I rearrange things, which should be supposed to be sometime this month. Should be next. What, well. what, have you guys, what have you guys been doing? What products have you guys been looking at to enhance your desk setup? Yeah, I guess I'll start. So I'm making a huge shift. So right now I'm actually actually got rid of my 5K iMac 27 inch and I'm moving strictly to my 16 inch 2019 MacBook Pro as my main computer. So it was a, t- That's a big it was a right total there. shift. Right. So and I'm doing a stealth setup where you can't see anything. All you can see is my monitor, mouse and keyboard, the laptop you can't see all my peripherals you cannot see. So right now I have a series of under the desk shelving that I have all these things on right now. So I have my laptop on a shelf and then I have another shelf that has my audio input and I have my hard drive arrayed and I have a dock in that thing. So basically I want the one cable experience, right? You take one cable, plug it into my MacBook and now my MacBook is a desktop. And then when I'm done with it, I can just unplug it, walk away, no problems, no fuss, no cables. So that's that's what I'm working on. I'm just working through the cable management right now. So you don't even use your laptop as a secondary display? No. You just have it no. tucked away? Tucked away, you can't even, you, you wouldn't even know it's there. Correct. Who cares about the beautiful retina display? It's gone. It's gone. Well, I mean, if, if I'm portable, then fine. <laughs> but I have a 38. Yeah, oh, all right. I have all a 38 right. inch monitor in front of me. I can't. I don't, my desk doesn't even have enough room for another screen. It's just that's the Black Friday. Yes, yeah, the Black Friday monitor. It's a how is okay. how is that monitor? Uh, 
I do like it. I mean, definitely there's a difference between this monitor and the one on my laptop. So, you know, things like black levels and it's not perfect, but as far as real estate and being able to see my whole timeline, I just, I love the ultra wide form factor so much more than the standard form factor that, that I had with my uh, 5k iMac. So I'm, I'm actually a huge fan of it. What monitor is this? Um, This is a Dell 38 inch ultra wide monitor. And I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm, very happy with it. I just, I love having this much real estate and my eyesight isn't great. So yeah, that helps. <laughs> and I have a monitor arm that I can pull the whole screen towards me. So I have the screen like a half inch from my, from my face, 38 inches away, like a half inch from my face. So, oh, so you don't have it on like the no, stand. No, no. You just have it connected. No, to remember arm. my, even my, even my iMac wasn't on a stand. My iMac was on an arm as well. Okay. Yeah. I, I put everything on. So an that arm. saves you a thousand dollars on the pro XDR display. Ah, see, yeah, and yeah. now you can't even tell us that it's overpriced. And and well, see? I never said it's overpriced. I just said for what <laughs> I want it for, I, I really don't want it because not the, it's not it's ultra not the wide. right it's not, not the right form wide. factor. And for what I'm spending, I'd rather spend that money on something else. So I can save a thousand dollars not buying the stand, and I can save five thousand dollars by not buying it. That's a six thousand dollars savings <laughs> right there. That's that's, that's the logic enough. right there. Fair so enough. Wait, have you experienced <laughs> the thing that drives me insane? Yeah, you saw what I did. Have you seen the thing that drives me insane about? doing the docked MacBook where you plug in your MacBook in clamshell and then you go, you leave and then you come back and you can't, you can't get it to wake up again without opening the lid. Cause that happens to me all the time. It drives me insane. That only happened to me one time. And my Mac actually, yeah, my Mac, don't be a hater. My Mac actually crashed. (laughs) So, but right now I'm, I'm dealing with something right now. I'm looking at my percentage and it's going down while it's plugged in. So I'm very confused why my battery's on 71% and it's dropping so, even though it's plugged in. So this is going to be interesting. That's the thing with these MacBooks now. The battery is so big yeah. that, and if you're running a performance intensive app, I don't know what you're running right now, but whatever you're using to capture the audio, probably that's going to take up more power than your probably what you're docked at to charge yeah. is going to be able to give off. So you're going to be losing power or you'll just maintain it and it'll stay the same, which is another reason why I'm like, debating whether I want to do the same thing that you're doing or, you know, try to get rid of the iMac Pro that I have now in favor of a Mac Pro, which might be the way to go. I don't know. Is having a one cable experience so important that you don't do the the power brick? (laughs) Right. You can have a two cable experience and have and solve all these problems. It's just two cables. So what's the problem that I'm solving with a two cable experience? Now, I'm not asking just to ask like this is a whole new thing like we've, we've talked about this like yeah. this is new to me so I, I don't understand like thunderbolt 3 i don't understand because i'm newly switched over like i don't understand what thunderbolt 3 is versus USB-C and none of that none of that stuff i don't i don't get it USB-C is just a shape it's just a shape of the connector it doesn't define how fast the connection is or the type of data it can do it just says this is the shape of this port that's USB-C. Okay. so thunderbolt 3 uses a USB-C connector USB 4, which is about to launch in 2020, is Thunderbolt 3. So basically, the next version of USB USB 4 is just going to be Thunderbolt 3. So we're not going to have so any of this confusion standard. anymore. Right. So Intel has okay. opened the standard that they created Thunderbolt. And now USB is just going to take the same shape that we already have, but add in all of the technology that Thunderbolt 3 affords us. But okay. what you would be getting with a two cable setup would basically just be full power on your Mac at all times. So your Mac mm. won't be using battery and the power you're supplying to it because, you know, it's doing something taxing. So you'd have the same cable you have in there now, but you'd also have your power cable plugged in. So it's getting that 96 watts of power coming into it rather than pulling power 
from your dock, which I believe is only giving it 60 watts of power. 60 watts. Yep, that's correct. And, you know, so that does make sense because I saw the dock said 60 watts and I know this laptop battery is nearly 100. Well, the laptop battery is 100 watts and it charges at 96 watts. So I knew there's going to yeah. be some fall off. I just didn't know where the equilibrium would be at as far as power usage and power charging. So, you know, I'm trying to figure out, I'm, try, I'm just trying to learn it because I, I like to learn and know everything before I fix a problem. I, I hate to just throw throw money at it and fix the problem. I want to yeah. know exactly what it is and where the break point is for what I'm doing. So I'm, I'm sort of learning. This is definitely interesting. Hey, Kevin, yeah. You want to know what will give you that one cable experience and fully charge everything? Nope. Don't tell me. The Pro Display XDR. That is true. And you'll have a hub in the back, so you don't really need the dock. He is right. Okay. Awesome. You know what's a better solution? Having $6,000 <laughs> in my pocket. That's an even better solution. Is it though? Is but, it you though? Bought a, yes. but you bought a display, so you don't have the 6000 how much was the yeah. Dell display again? $900. Oh, oh all right. Less, you the, sell, less you than the sell, stand. You sell that display and your iMac and you're golden. Less than the stand. No, my iMac is worth like a grand now, if that, so. Oh, yeah, because what happened to it? I mean, and it's 2015 as well, so. Oh, is it? I thought it was recent. No, 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 it's a 2015. I, hey, man, yeah. I, I make it happen. I make it work. <laughs> Family computer then. That's fine. Yeah, actually, yeah, it is. Let's close out the show real quick. I have, I have one last topic I want to talk about with for Kevin. Another one for Kevin. Kevin made a switch about <laughs> one year and two months ago. Yeah. He was a yeah. hardcore Android user, aficionado, influencer even. And I don't remember what it was, but something around the iPhone XS launch convinced you to make a switch at least temporarily to give it a try and see how it would work out for you. And here we are over a year later. Yeah. You got the Apple Watch. You got the iPhone. How has that transition been? What started you down that path? Are you regretting it? So the transition was great, actually. I'm extremely happy with my decision. And even now, more so with, with all the new Android devices coming out and just it seems like every day Google does something that is so asinine that I don't understand. <laughs> they release a new messaging app and get rid of a messaging app. And they're still trying to figure things out that Apple has been doing for years now. And so I'm extremely happy with my move. And I kind of want to paint a picture for people to understand how hardcore I was. Like it was to the point where someone in my life bought an iPhone they told me they bought an iPhone and they cringe knowing what I'm going to say next. Like I was really that bad when it came to Apple devices. And then I ended up buying a, a MacBook for video editing. I knew it was the best tool for video editing. Yep. And then once I started using that, I was like, you know, this is really nice. And then I realized all this integration I'm missing, right? I started missing a lot of integration. So I got an iPad to kind of scratch that itch. So I had an iPad and a MacBook and I was like, okay, I'm starting to get the integration. I'm starting to get it. I'm starting to feel it. What were the integrations? You mean things like AirDrop, for example? Yeah, AirDrop. AirDrop's a big one. AirDrop, integration with AirDrop was actually one of the big things. And then people started sending me iMessages and I knew iMessage mm. like was a thing. Started getting these messages. And I, you know, I was tired of getting text messages or picture messages or video messages that were super blurry. It looks like Zabruder yeah. footage. And <laughs> I, I couldn't see a thing. And it was like the worst thing ever. And, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm going to switch to iPhone. I'm going to give it a shot. And then what really sold me was the Apple Watch knowing that Apple was really health focused. And mm -hmm. I always made a joke like, dang, Apple's acting like we're all dying, man. Why they got all this health stuff? But at the same <laughs> time, man, 
if there is a 1% chance that my device can prevent a heart attack or a 1% chance yeah. that my father, if he falls down, that it could contact someone like, right, you know, right. sign me up. And, you know, I'm a big fan of wearables. I've always been on the wearable train. I even bought Google Glass a long time ago. Like I always like oh, wearables you bought that? and Apple. You still got it? Yeah, it's dumb. But were you yeah. running around town? Like <laughs> I was wearing, I wore it to the mall and people were just scared to talk to me. Like I was freaking <laughs> Robocop or something. But look, I mean, at the end of the day, man, like the integration is there. I don't have to, it feels like everything with Android is a hack or a workaround. And with iOS, yeah, you can't do as much as Android, but at the same time, everything I need to do, I can do. And it feels like I have more support using an Apple product, no matter what it is. It feels like the apps run better and it feels like things are not as janky as it is on Android, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, I'm not happy that I'm in this situation. I loved Android. Like, that's the reason I got into YouTube. But at the same time, man, like, I moved on. I grew up, and it feels like Android don't even know what Android is anymore. Android doesn't know what Android is anymore. That's true. You know what, like, it's going to sound shocking if anyone knows, you know, the whole Mac rumors thing. I, most of the time, prefer using an Android device. I, uh... I just can't do it, though, because of the things that we just talked about. Like when I've tried switching back full time to Android and turned off iMessage, people would literally get upset with me, (laughs) like to the point where they just don't want me in their group conversation, which I'm like, that's been a big topic conversation a couple of months ago, like that uh, even high in high school, kids would be like pushed out of group chats or not included in yeah. the first place if they were going to and the news articles were like if you're going to turn the conversation green which I don't think is really it but when you have an iMessage group text going you have so many more features available that you can do mm-hmm. than if it becomes an MMS group chat multi-platform it, it basically just becomes you can do chatting and you can send pictures to each other but a lot of the other features that iMessage includes are no longer available and it kind of makes sense like if you're if you're having a group chat you want to be fun you want to be lively you want some personality in there little fireworks or whatever yeah why not (laughs) yeah i get it like i always have to have my iphone with me and if i carry a secondary phone you know if well like when the new phone comes out with android it comes out like every three months there's something that i want to try and when i get it i feel like i'm like not giving it my all because I can't make it like 100% my daily device. If I'm going out and I just want to take one phone with me, I can't just take that Android phone. I mean, I could, but there's some workarounds, but you know, just it's not as easy as just getting up and leaving with it. But I guess that's fine because by the time you really get invested with another phone, you know, another one comes out like literally two weeks later. So yeah. And another thing that's huge for me is being able to continue that conversation no matter what iOS device I have. So like, you know, most of the time I'm in front of a computer, so I'm chatting with people on the computer and stuff, and I miss regular text messages all the time because they don't get sent to my computer or to my iPad. So, you know, if you send me a message and it's a text message, I may not see it because I don't look at my phone that often because with Apple, everything is integrated. Everything I want to do on my phone, I can just do it on my my iPad or my computer. So, I mean, that's another big thing for me. Now, Kevin, there is a setting that you can turn on. So all your messages, even if they're uh, SMS, will come through to your Mac and to your iPad. I just don't want to reply to those people in the first place. Oh, <laughs> see, don't, see, don't, see, green don't bubble don't hater. Green <laughs> bubble hater. I did, I did not know about that setting, and I, I will uh, make that adjustment. It's called text message forwarding. So in your settings app, you go into uh, the messages area, and you can enable text message forwarding. And then you can select which devices you want your text, your non iMessage text to be forwarded over to. Good to know. So it sounds like basically what you guys are saying, though, in a nutshell, is there are more things you can do on Android. If you want to put the time into like figuring it out, you can certainly do them. 
but it's the convenience factor that Apple provides, which is kind of similar to another topic, which is AirPods are killing the game. They are the most purchased headphones in the world by far. They're not the best sounding headphones in the world, but they're seen by many as being the most convenient and therefore convenience is trumping other features. Yeah, 100%. And AirPods are considered cool for definitely for high school, middle school kids. You know, my I was at my friend's house who has uh, two middle school kids and I, I flipped open the AirPods case, not in a cool way, just a normal way. And they're like, oh, you have the AirPods Pro. <laughs> like if I had like, you know, Galaxy Buds or Pixel Buds or, or whatever, I don't think anyone would care. But now that I have the, the new AirPods, right. it's like a big deal. And, you know, kids, in my opinion, high school, and middle school kids really drive the market for stuff because they tell their parents to buy it and their parents make it a pair. I mean, their parents may, may buy three for the whole family. It's just it's just one of, one of those things that right. Apple, Apple and Beast by Dre, for what it's worth, has a coolness factor behind it. You know, it's a luxury tech item and people are attracted to it. Sort of like, you know, not to make the conversation about Tesla, sort of like a Tesla, right? It's a cool thing. It's a conversation piece. I've had so many people yeah. ask me about my beats. Man, how do they sound? How are they good? Oh, no, no. Then I explain the tech stuff. Like, oh, active noise cancellation is good. Transparency is good. But they just like, yo, I just like how they look. It's kind of cool. It's, it's, a, it's a thing. <laughs> right. you know, it's kind of a hip thing you can talk about with people. So um, yeah, I can see why they're killing the game. I definitely could see why they're killing the game. And they're also amazing to talk on for phone calls. That's like one of the most underrated features for me that I, I say 80% of my phone calls, I talk through the AirPods. Just so so nice and so easy. How many phone calls are you having? Well, well you can that's do 80%, 80% of three phone calls. You know, that's like... That's, I, guess that's, that's a, I guess that's true. That's a, that's, <laughs> you, made, you made it seem like you're like walking around the office all day just yeah. with your well, AirPods right. on, taking phone but, calls, but still 80, yelling into yeah, them. Like yeah, like you're... Uh, still 80%. At the end of the day, it's 80%. So. It's, it's a convenience thing for me, for sure. I love that I can just like open up my MacBook and hit one setting to connect them instantly. That they're just already there. I don't have to hold down the case and pair it and unpair it automatically with my other stuff. And I don't think they sound bad, especially the AirPods Pro. I think they're they're really good. And it's going to be my only pair of headphones that I'm taking with me when I go, you know, on an hour, maybe two hour long flight. I don't think I can do a five hour flight with those things in my ears. But why should I take the AirPods and a giant case for, you know, the Bose NC700s or whatever those things are called? Um, yeah, it's that's so much more convenient, less space in my backpack. All that. I got you. Kevin, tying it all up, we started here. Let's end here. How do you feel about the fact that these headphones that you like so much <laughs> are worn <laughs> by pretty much everybody that you see, especially in a major well, metropolitan area? So my AirPods were actually custom colored, by the way. I actually get oh, them. No. Yeah. Right. And, and these AirPods Pro, I'm actually going to send those in after I actually going to send those in and get them <laughs> custom colored as well. So I can have a unique color for them. So no one else will have them but me. So thank you for noticing. Yes. Yes. So this is Colorware, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Except for those who go to Colorware.com and get the same color as Kevin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah. Ninja yeah, Green. Andrew will help yeah, finance yeah, yeah, it if it makes everyone <laughs> get them. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, I mean, Colorware does a great job, in my opinion, like, so you buy something and then you want to really make it unique, want to make it your own. You send it off and it's not cheap, right? You send it off and they they color it or they actually, they literally take it apart, dissemble it, and then they paint it and put it back together like it's a brand new product. And it's 100% unique. And for that, it's worth it to me because I like to 
I like AirPods and everyone has AirPods, the most popular, you know, headphones or earbuds in the world. So got to do something to make it my own. And that's the, the goal of Colorware. I got you. Guys, thank you so much for joining me this week on Geared Up, stepping in for John Rentendrew, who will be back for the next episode. Any final thoughts? You know, be kind to one another. This this is the holiday season. Um, <laughs> you know, the holidays can be very, very stressful. Just know there is a reason for the season. And uh, just be kind to everyone. That's all. Can you beat that, Dan? No, I can't. That was that was perfect. Just be kind. You know, don't get frustrated <laughs> when there's long lines. Everybody's being a last minute shopper like you. Just uh, be kind. I agree. Don't get frustrated if uh, you get a package delivered, wakes up the kids. Yeah. Good, always you know? be on time. Always be five minutes early. But don't throw. Don't. <laughs> don't. Don't always be on time. Yeah. Miss you guys. But don't be. Don't go. Don't, don't be throwing packages either. Breaking them. And then I have to go and reorder them at the last minute, too. <laughs> what? That's terrible. <laughs> and that is it for this edition of Geared Up. Thank you so much for listening. Of course, you can catch John and I on YouTube. I'm at youtube.com slash gear live and John is at youtube.com slash John for Lakers. Feel free to head over and subscribe to our channels to stay up to date on all the latest tech. Speaking of subscribing, you can subscribe to Geared Up in your favorite podcast app. If you haven't done so already, just search Geared Up. That's two words, not one in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, Overcast, or really wherever you choose to listen. If you like what we do, please consider leaving us a rating and review. It really helps other people find the show. Geared Up is a Gear Live podcast, and you can see more from us at GearLive.com. Thank you so much for listening. For John Rettinger, I'm Andrew Edwards, and we'll catch you in the next episode.